Well, hello, and welcome to a very special venture from myself. Yes. My name is Paul Carmichael, and with me is Mr... Michael Livesley. Hello there. How are you, dear? I'm very excited. I'm poised. This is, this is very exciting. It's it a is. new venture for us. So what we're going to do over the next six episodes is we're going to provide a commentary to the wonderful series, The Box of Delights. Magnificent stuff. It's a magnificent series. So... Somewhere within the little audio description bit, you'll find a link. And if you click that link, and we're not saying you should, because of course the program is available on DVD. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we'll give them a minute to to click the link. If you click yeah. the link, boys and girls, they can always pause us for now. You'll can't always they? pause us for a yes. moment. So yes. if you click that link, you should have access to every episode of the Box of Delights. And what was there? Don't press play yet. Not yet. You want you to get poised over the play button. Yes. And if you are ready. Then press play in three, two, one, go. Here we go. Off we go. Oh, this just is instant time travel, in it. It's, it's just, perfect. Isn't oh it? man. So how old were you when it went out first? I, I would was... have been eleven. Yeah, I was. Oh nine no, I'd and have been just half, twelve. I think. Right, nine and a half. In my case, it's winter '84, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it actually started the day after my birthday in 84, so I'd have been 12 and one day when it... Ah, oh, oh, Robert perfect. Stevens. Oh, and there's Pat. Patrick. Off we go. And... Wonderful. Look at it. Now then, this is the thing, isn't it? Oh, it's delightful. And it literally is. It is. And what's so special, I think, is that this is right at the end of, of a certain time, isn't it, where opening titles mattered, and they were oh mini films God, yeah. all in themselves. And we're in. And we go. And we appear on the other side of on the Seven Valley Railway. Oh, and look at that. Proper steam train. And the landscape is just perfect for this. It's barren. There's mm. no uh there's no leaves on the trees or anything. No, so, nothing at all. And then we proper. go. Ah. Absolutely magnificent stuff. And shot on videotape rather than mm. film. Which nineteen eighty four, the majority of outside broadcast stuff was still being shot on film. And I suspect the reason here is because, of course, the key thing about the Box of Delights is it's the amount of visual effects yeah. that you get. So I suspect they're a lot easier to have done on video in post-production rather than uh, on film. Yes. Ah, you see, uh, K isn't in third class, obviously. Yes. Yes. No, no, no. absolutely not. I love the Station Master. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? Just shouts everything. <laughs> and he goes. Oh, lovely. That's his sole role in the Box of Delights done, but he's immortalised now in just one of the best pieces of telly ever. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, Kay is a kid who's allowed to travel on a train on his own. Mm. You know, which is. We, we'd have thought, here he is. Now, there Trout and the way he looks, the. I mean, my only reference for Trouton at this point was uh, probably, was it uh, the Crotons they showed in the Five Faces? Yeah, you'd have had the Crotons and then and obviously the, the Five Doctors and the Five uh, and the Three Doctors. And the Five yeah. Dots, of course, so we would have known him well by then. And oh, I don't would. know about you, but I knew him from the two of us. I didn't know him from that at all, what were they being on ITV. I oh, that's true, it. yeah, you wouldn't yeah. have seen it. So I only knew him with the Beatles haircut. So to see him here, because I, 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 I suppose... Troughton's such a, a wonderful actor that when you see him doing Doctor Who, it's easy to just believe, yeah, that's Doctor Who, that's what he yeah. looks like. And you see him in another role and you suddenly go, oh, he doesn't look like that. He no. looks completely different. Everything about him is different. 
Is it a wig, that, do we think? It doesn't look like one, but... It doesn't, although... You know, when he appears on Blue Petey, he does that wonderful appearance, him and um, Devin Stansfield. And... Yeah. Oh, now he's moved. But they, uh, when they appear on Blue Peter together, he's back to looking more like Pat, I think. Oh, um, yeah. So I don't know if that's a wig or not, actually. The thing is, the way that they've beautifully segued the music into mm. radiophonic stuff. Ah, these are fantastic double acts. Yes. And they're just the... Yeah. Is this where... It starts, the fantasy starts, or does it start when he meets Cole Hawk? Because I think that there's a lovely, there's a tiny little video effect just before Cole appears mm. when he kneels down to the dog and there's like a wisp of smoke in the background. And to me, that was always, that's the beginning of the, the fantasy element, I think. Well, it depends if, if he's made his connection or not where it begins. It depends which, oh, we'll spoil the ending, won't we, if we say that. Mm. <coughs> The Boromian Index. This is kids' telly. This I know. Is kids I was telly thinking you've got precisely that. the thing, the same thing. It's that lovely thing, like with Robert Holmes writing, where he would write things that were, you know, basically for kids, but he didn't hold back, and he's like, "Oh, you, you catch up, son. You catch yeah. up. You look these words up in a big old dictionary exactly. if you want to. You know, exactly. wonderful. Yeah, it would never be a write case down. Card sharp." Find the Lady. <laughs> I once lost 20 quid during a game of Find the Lady, and I don't know how the man did it to this day. Do you ever read uh, Graham Lord's book on um, Jeffrey Bernard? Oh, just the one, that one, yeah. Yeah, where the guy Wonderful. had triplets. And he had the oh, yeah, three on the sofa. And they're yeah. all in nappies. Find the Lady. Find the Lady. Wonderful. Find the Lady. Even when we were kids, that was quite subversive. A couple of clergymen. Oh, yeah, playing cards. You know, yeah. Absolutely. We're coming up to, I think, the first sort of, like, jump scare, aren't we? And I remember this moment very clearly when it went out. It's absolutely... Here we go. Because they go into a tunnel, so you get the whistle there. Here we go. And whoa! Ah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Robbed by a fox. Yes. Ah, uh, he is Harlan's dog. Charming little fella. You, keep dogs you don't get that sort of performance anymore, do you? <coughs> no. Just the right side of heightened. Yeah. I love the way that Rennie Rise shot them, so he shot those two with a low angle to just mm. make the, give them that imposing uh, thing going on. Ah, here's Mama. This was a world we totally believed in. Oh, absolutely. So we're still on the Seven Valley Railway here, obviously. Yeah. And we're about to depart, though. We're about to uh, dive into Herefordshire. Oh, there's one of them lovely three-wheelers. Oh. I can't think what oh. they're called. Is that the green one in the background? Yeah. Seen a few so, of them over the years. Is that front wheel is that one wheel at the front or one at the back? At the back. Or? One at the oh. back. I can't think what they're called. I've seen them uh, racing each other in very old film. Lovely old yeah. scratch black and white film. Well, I mean you know, you've got 
you've got two other books, obviously, that come before this one. Mm. Um, he's so good. Just, I love the fact that you know he came in at exactly the right moment, didn't he? Because you have people who'd specialised in film and people who'd specialised in theatre. And Troughton's in the right place at the right time to become one of the first ever genuinely brilliant television actors. Mm. It was his preferred medium, you know. Yeah. And he's wonderful in this. It's how old he looks here, which is, what, two years before The Two Doctors or one, 12 months before The Two Doctors? 12 months before. So he'd have been a 65? Yeah. 65, 64 when they recorded? The character there. That's just... You know, thinking about it, mm. really, this would have been my first exposure to folk horror. Yeah. That feeling of English folk horror, I think. Yeah, I was thinking that because it's got all the folklore in it, hasn't it? I mean, mm. it's immediately got that, um, you know, the uh, familiars, the animals, mm. the humans being represented by animals. I don't know, I suppose we had Children of the Stones before this, but you probably don't remember that, do you? No, no. I've, first I've, time I've, Well, I, I think I was two and a half when it went out so yeah. no I don't remember Children of the Stones so this to me is my introduction to all that sort of thing um, and that whole thing of just taking the familiar and slightly subverting it making mm. it slightly unusual so the steam train perfectly normal thing and suddenly there's that fox there it's yeah. like whoa it's um, the things that dwell in the in the sort of briar thicket of the English countryside you know the, the home of the hedgerow yeah um that is just so wonderfully, you know, because the way that the English, it's so, it's such a long story, isn't it? You know, there's so many influences that go into our celebration of Christmas, many of mm. which were catalyzed uh, in the 19th century with Prince Albert bringing the tree and stuff like that. But nevertheless, this, this supernatural and natural and mm. uh, the divine all intertwining yeah, <clears throat> makes up what, this, I suppose it's a European view of Christmas, isn't it? We've got that pagan intertwined with the Christian. Mm. It's done so well, isn't it? It is. Well, that was in Bromyard, by the way, which is a little village in um, Herefordshire. And... This is one of the key things here. So we've been on the Seven Valley Railway, then we're off to Herefordshire. But in a moment, I think, or certainly at some point in this episode, we go as far north as you can pretty much go. I mean, this is a programme that travelled beautifully for its location work. Yeah. I mean, didn't, they made a fairly big thing about how much the production costs. I think the figure of £1 million <coughs> was given. Yeah. And I wonder uh, how much of that was just spent on getting them all over the country to film. Yeah. <clears throat> so Sea Kings is obviously a hark back to the very first novel, the Sard Harker novel, because yes. he was a, an adventurer and a, a seafaring. <coughs> so there are so many, <coughs> there are so many uh, references to the other books, but you don't need to read them. I mean, Macefield wasn't he poet laureate when he read yes. this? Yeah, he was. <coughs> This fascinates me because I'm fairly certain looking at this, this this was shot on location. 
I think. I don't yeah, think this, this is this studio. Yeah, this is definite location. But there are parts of the house, obviously, which are in studio later. But it, it gives you the... It, it, it's telling that it's so difficult to tell when we're in studio and when we're on, when we're on location, isn't it? Because, oh, she uh, was great. The maid. Who was she now? She turns up in everything. The actress. Um, I do remember not right not liking Caroline Louisa. I felt that she was playing it a bit too mm. children's television. He is the snow now. Oh, that's what we love. Nineteen eighties snow, proper snow. Yeah, proper snow. Which potentially could have been a visual effect. I mean, I don't know if that's. I think that's. I think that was a visual effect. I think that was just mm. added. But now, all of a sudden, we're no longer in Herefordshire. Now we're up in uh, Aberdeenshire. Yeah. Uh, so it is a very pagan symbol, isn't it? You know, Absolutely. It turns up throughout Tolkien and everything. Gandalf mm. the White and the White Rider and all this other stuff. Yeah. And it's all, you know, we go into Hearn, don't we? Which was quite big in the 80s. You had all that with Robin of Sherwood as well. Hearn was... Hearn the um, Hunter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who was worshipped by early Britannic tribes. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is it, like you say. It's the snow, isn't it? Which uh, yeah, I remember winters just being properly snowy. They were. I mean, nineteen eighty, eighty one, eighty two. Mm. Look, as one of the lower orders. Mm. And then there she is. Ah. And the bassoon, the omnipresent bassoon. Roger Lim's soundtrack mm. is beautiful, isn't it? Um, we've we've both got the vinyl, of course, which of course. was released last year. You can still get um, it. You can you still, can still get, get it. it. Yeah. Or you can get the CD, but uh, the Ooh, soundtrack yeah. is... Oh, no, absolutely not. Um, the soundtrack's wonderful. This is studio, though. Here we go. And I think, from checking, I think we're in Studio TC3 at Television Centre. You... You just love all this, don't you? I love it. I really do. Because straight away, I'm, you're thinking, well, this was rehearsed. They went mm. to the Acton Hilton and they rehearsed it there. And then they went off and they recorded it in Studio 3. And Oh, I love that. What's the tapestry over the bar, uh, the Ingle Nook say? <coughs> it's the Drop way of Jew, isn't it? Oh, the I pub. love it. The Drop of Jew is the pub. I love the way that he says, my box of such delights. I... Yeah. God, he's good. It's so easy to mess this kind of material up, isn't it? Mm. You've got to play it with absolute sincerity. Yeah. I mean, if you tried to play this as though it was for children, it would die on its arse, wouldn't it? But yeah. it's not. Troughton's playing this as a character. Same as Robert Stevens is playing mm. character. They're not playing down at all. And what's lovely here is that Devon there, he doesn't, he's not coming across as your average sort of child actor. No. And the other kids do, I think, to an extent. There's a bit of the Corona <coughs> stage school to them. Whereas... Well, handling the word splendiferous can't be easy. No, absolutely not. And off we go. And this, these were state-of-the-art yeah. effects. A combination of animation and studio. I it still is... stands up as well, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's not CGI, of course. This is proper animation yeah. being done. 
That is a radiophonic noise. Listen mm. to that. Oh. And of course, Punch and Judy, I mean, that goes back to oof, huh? God knows when. I think probably this is the series that really uh, made me want to live in the past, I suppose. You know, oh, it, God, yeah. this was the sort of Christmas I, I would have loved. Oh, we'd have all loved a Christmas like this, wouldn't we? Mm, yeah. Not even the fantasy stuff and the wolves and everything. I would have just liked the, the big house and the fire. That would have done. Well, as a child, you could kind of live in this world whether you did or not, couldn't you? That's the the great thing about um, being, you know, as Wordsworth said, to be a child is to be immortal. Mm. Um, this is just still captivating. Mm. I haven't watched it in a number of years, but even the fact that it's all on video, that aids. Mm. I'm not sure if that is his her, you know. I, I don't know. No, no, I think that's a wig. I think it's a wig. It's got to Fairly. be, hasn't it? Yeah. Unless but he backcombed it or something. Again, there's the, it's this amazing thing. Troughton there looks quite short. Mm. And he wasn't a short man. Was he not? No, he wasn't a short man at all. Um, I, I'm trying to remember how, how tall he was. Um, I can feel well, the cold as soon as they open those curtains. It's lovely yes. the way it's done. Yeah. Now, I think we're coming up to a familiar face. First familiar face aside from Pat. Is out there, as I recall. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, here we go. Ah, there he is. I was listening to carols from King this this morning. Ooh. Oh God. I can't hear that without thinking of uh, Joan Collins murdering her husband in um, one of those Amicus films. Here he is. There we go. Doc ah. from uh, The Falls and, Fall and Rise of Reginald Perrin. Uh, yeah. John John Hors Horsley? John That's Horsley. Him. Is it Doc Morrison? Yeah. Wonderful. It's the eyes with Troughton in it. You know what? It's the eyes, but it's also the breathing. You can hear him draw breath. It's like he's got an older person's breathing, which he doesn't mm. have in any other production at the time. You know, he's aged his breathing to make it sound like a bit of an effort. To, because, of course, the character's meant to be so ancient. Yeah. So that's a lovely touch that he's given him. The thousand Isn't he meant Christmas to be ceremony. immortal? Oh. Yes, that's right. Yeah. A thousand, it's that, isn't it? A thousand years. It's the thousandth anniversary. Yeah, it's, it's it's totally and utterly cemented into the firmament, isn't it? Mm. I'm not doing very well at this. Cause I I'm just watching it. It's The mm. windows don't even, you know, the, everything's sort of lit perfectly. Yeah. There was a skill in those days, wasn't there, to lighting for studio? Yeah. And I think it was uh, something that was easy to get wrong because... Do you think this is studio? I don't. I think part of the house is studio, part of its location. I think what's giving it away is this has got a slight echo to it. It sounds like a location. Mm. But when they're in the... This is studio. This is studio here, yeah. absolutely. Because, of course, the my favourite... 
one of my favourite things is coming up right now. Um, and of course, because what we're going to do at the end of this is we're each going to choose our favourite thing for the episode, aren't we? Ah, so, yes. okay. Look at it. Look at his eyes. That's perfect. Do you know he looks like bloody uh, Mel Gibson here, doesn't he? Travel. He does a bit, actually. Doesn't he? He does. Here we go. Now, I think we're about to see use of Quantel, which is a very early yeah. uh, thing that they got in for the news and for Top of the Pops, because it comes to life, and then... And this is... Yeah. I mean, they're in front of a blue screen, and I'm, I'd be so used to the yellow lines around them, or the blue lines, the fuzzy lines around them. Mm. And they aren't there. They've taken so much time to make sure this is shot just perfectly and lit perfectly. Yeah. <sighs> that the music at the end of this section. Listen to it. They're just about keeping that arse on that path, aren't they? Yeah, just. And then to the animation we go. Uh, here we go. Let's get the dum dum dum. It comes back. Oh. Yeah, this blew our minds as kids. <coughs> oh, absolutely. My brother's ill again, and I think I should pop up to see him just for a day. I hate leaving all of Back in the day when people of her brother's age could get quite ill. Doesn't happen these days, does no. it? No. So. You could stand on a nail on Tuesday and be dead by Friday. Absolutely. Then were the days. Well. Oh. Well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, because straight away, I mean, I know that we'll, we'll talk about the theme music in, in a little bit when we get a lovely long version, but uh, composer of that theme music only made it to 46. Yeah, Helly Hutchinson. Uh, Helly Hutchinson, um, who I, whose name I checked before, and if we're going to go formal on this, then it's Christian Victor Noel Hope Helly Hutchinson. Oh, they don't make oh, names yes. like that anymore. Absolutely not. Look at this, every aspect of it. Yeah, apparently uh, winter of winter of 1947. Oh, that was still, a bad one. Oh, still fuel rationing as well, and so he's being mm. patriotic, and he refused to put the radiators on uh, in his office. Got a cold, got pneumonia, dead at 46. Ooh, God. That's the way yeah. it went back then. That is, absolutely. This is so good. It is. Just so good. Real I'm snow on the cold ground as well. watching it. Yeah, well, it's real snow here, isn't it? Yeah. It's got to be real snow. Oh, yeah. I mean, looking at the state of the trees in the opening shot, they obviously filmed oh, this the winter before. Look, here we go. Ah. Oh. God, he was good. Oh. God, he was good. What a voice. And Rat. Rat played by Bill Wallace, who I knew was Mr. Prosser from The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's right. Yeah. But he propped up in all sorts of things, Bill Wallace. He's uh, he's in that Blackadder 2 episode, isn't he? With He's Mr. Ploppy. That's right. Yeah. I thought it was Chubby Joe. I'm delighted I yeah. remembered that right. Yes. Stevens, who was apparently married to um, Maggie, Maggie Smith. 
was married to Maggie Smith, and then yeah. they divorced. And then, of course, he married um, Patricia Quinn, who turns yeah. up in this and a bit, doesn't she? I think. Memory oh serves. yeah, yeah, yeah. She does. Absolutely exuding sexuality. <sighs> and again, oh look at look at that face. Have you seen his Sherlock Holmes in no. the Billy Wilder film? Of course, you, no, no, you don't watch films, do you? No, too long. Yes, yeah, the secret of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, we're twenty minutes into this, and already I'm thinking I need a wee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that bacon rind I was hoping for, not just cheese. Yeah. Robert Stevens' face terrified me. He was he was my idea of the world's scurriest man at the t- it's the, the Yeah. The quietness of the rat. It's oh no. Oh and then that. He doesn't hold back playing anger. Again, he's not tempering his performance because it's kids' telly. He's going for oh, it. Oh yeah. Proper acting. Proper acting, but also a man who was somewhat fearsome to be around. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you were little Devon Stansfield playing Kay, and suddenly you've got lovely Pat in studio, I imagine you'd enjoy that, and then they bring Robert in. I'd have shat myself. He was formidable from all accounts. Mm. And again, they've already introduced these um, elements of darkness and light, the sort of the the very pagan, um, you know, sort of Gnostic thing, haven't they? Mm. I mean, Macefield was just as steeped in it as Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, wasn't he? Was Macefield a clergyman? Not sure. Or have I got that wrong? Maybe. I've got the books here. Yeah. Right above my head, I think. The novels. Uh, where are they? Well, I suppose we can just Google that, dear. Oh, yeah. And there's the bassoon again. Love it. I love a bassoon. I wanted to play the bassoon because of television. Um, we'll have to obvious... get you one. I'd like one, because I remember the bassoon, obviously, Ivor the Engine. Oh, and yeah. from when I was very young, I desperately wanted a bassoon just so I could play the Ivo the Engine theme tune. Mm. So I asked for one, and asked for one, and asked for one, because it was a musical <laughs> instrument. Eventually my parents gave in. But I said the wrong thing, and I kept saying oboe, and I meant bassoon, and they got me an oboe. I had to learn the oboe for two years. I've never been more disappointed. Ooh, well done. Yeah. I got the uh, inside of a toilet roll tube with holes in it. <laughs> there you go. There's your recorder. Yeah. <laughs> Coleman paper was good. Not quite a bassoon, though. No, a bit of paper on a toilet roll, and you pretty much made a kazoo, though. That's it. We made our own fun. Don't get a fade to black anymore, either, even. They don't happen. Curtains on doors. That really does. Look at that. Oh, yes. Oh, handheld (coughs) camera follows him out. Here's the symbolism again. Behold a pale (coughs) horse. Hmm. I mean, the books are chock full of symbolism. Mm. Absolutely chock full of them. Not as much as Lewis. No, no, no. 
Well, no, Lewis was a clergyman, though, wasn't mm. he? He was. He loved it. Look at the tree, the snow on it. It's just absolutely wonderful. perfect. They must have dressed that, surely. Well, you'd think, but look at how deep the snow is, and I don't I know, know if a BBC yeah. budget could stretch them. Oh, it's real of snow. snow. Yeah. I just meant the trees, maybe they'd dress those. Oh, maybe. Possibly. Oh. I don't know, though. Do you remember when you were a kid and you would go out at night, wouldn't you, when it had been snowing? Oh, God, yeah. The and street it would look lights like that. on it. It was like diamonds. Yeah. Rennie Rye's direction is phenomenally good, I think. He makes such good use of the cameras and... Yeah. Sort of a combination of the multi-camera stuff, single camera, point-of-view shots, everything, really. A lot of the stuff in go. the... Oh, Whoa, and... Into a battle, look at that. Yeah. And... There we are. What an opener. What a cliffhanger. Brilliant. There goes and the And do you know what? When you were a kid, that was enough, that 25 minutes or whatever it was. Well, oh, half yeah. an hour. And it Absolutely. really was enough. And you then your mind would just be full of it for a week. Yeah. But with this theme music, how could it not be? I mean, oh, the Carol Symphony. If you listen, the full movement is, what, eight minutes? Mm. And then they just take this little bit and they radiophonic it just and enough. And it just segues so perfectly. There's no... You know, it's totally congruous with the original, isn't it? Mm. Lella Productions, incidentally, uh, seem to make an awful lot of religious programming. Okay, that, uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, from what I've found. I think their last thing was they made something... The Life of Jesus, I think it was, in 1992. That was the last thing they did. Long credits, you can see the names. Yes, no squashing there and oh, telling no. us Love Island's coming up. Absolutely not. No. Robin well, Lobb, well done Charlie. with your video effects there, sir. I salute yeah. those. Absolutely wonderful. God, just to have been one of these people. God, yeah, what a lovely project. The piss-up at the end must have been monumental. With Robert Stevens there. Oh. God, yeah. Whoa. There and it is. Why should we care about the wolf? There's a reason for that. Rennie Ryan. dum dum dum, dum. Absolutely. Oh. That was rather splendid. Well, it's Christmas now, dear, isn't it? It as is far Christmas. As I'm yes. It, it yes. absolutely is. So, if you had to choose one aspect of that whole first episode, it could be anything, anything at all, what would you go for? I think your it, very I, nicest thing. You know what? I'm going to go really boring and just say when the painting comes to life. Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it's it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. It is. And when it goes off at the end, with and he's just on the donkey going into the distance, and it, it turns into an animation, and the yeah. donkey is animated, and he's animated, and the music is so plaintive. I remember that moment making me sad that he was going mm. and just wanting him to come back. Yeah. Because, oh, it played perfectly, yeah. perfectly with me. I think so, a lot of the old telly used to revolve around that affinity that children have with old blokes. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Doctor Who was similar, wasn't it? It was. I mean, Davison Absolutely, broke yeah. that mould. I mean, if you think about the people, it was who always we... this this safety. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think when we were when we were rather young, yeah. you know, you had you had Troughton, you had, but you also in real life you had these wonderful old boys who done yeah. the war. You know, yeah, um, architects. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely wonderful. Um, yeah, I think I would. I would certainly choose, not as my overall thing, which we will choose at the end, of course, but for this episode, the picture mm. coming to light, to life is just a perfect little moment. Yeah, it's a lovely little moment that um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling rather, oh, I don't know, there's a hint of rouge tristesse. Yes. Um, oh. It's certainly television. Yes. It's television. Oh, it's proper telly. It's, yeah. There's no attempt to make it f- film. No. But it's not playing like children's television at oh, all. Oh, God, no. Performance-wise, story-wise, anything. The ideas contain nothing about that is kids' telly at no. all. It's, no. God, it's good stuff. It's brilliant stuff. Absolutely yes. brilliant. So, well, yes. we hope you enjoyed our uh, commentary yes. to episode one of The Box of Delights. So tune in again next week. And we will be doing episode two. And after that, well, we'll be increasing to two a week and we'll be finishing. Yes. Hopefully, if all goes yes. to plan, we will finish as did the series on Christmas Eve. What we shall. Perfect. We shall endeavour to fulfil our brief. We'll give it a shot. Even yes. we shall be able to manage this. Oh, of course. Of course, of course. Yes. So, until the next week, from myself, it's a goodbye. And from uh, Mr. Michael Livesley. Bye-bye. Goodbye.